today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Steve Wilcox, a, a boxer from the Hammer, is uh, going to be donating part of a purse from a fight coming up on June 3rd at the Hamilton Convention Center to Have a Heart Cayman Islands. Now, uh, this is, he's a sports ambassador for the charity. I'm going to get into that in just a couple of seconds. His donation is going to go to providing children with heart surgeries. More details about that uh, as we talk to Steve. Steve Wilcox, of course, is the WA, uh, WBA North American Super Lightweight Champion. Uh, with us as well as Kevin Higson, who's also on the card, WBA NCC Canadian Super Welterweight Champion, and uh, Daniel Otter. Uh, Dan, of course, is the managing director of Three Lions uh, Promotions, who are putting this on. Dan, let me come to you first, then I'll talk to the to the to the athletes here. Uh, not that you're not one yourself, but uh, these are the guys that are putting their life on the line. Uh, we haven't seen a whole lot. Of, I, I, boxing used to be such a big sport here in this city. Uh, it, it, I guess a lot in a lot of cities, it kind of got superseded by MMA. Is it making a comeback here? Yeah, we feel that uh, there was a dim light on the boxing scene, but uh, we feel that you know uh, the city's behind us now, and, and we're just bringing awareness to the boxers, and we have some champions in town, and some people don't even know about that. So now that they're knowing, uh, it seems like it's coming back, and especially to our city, seems like a lot of people are supporting us, and uh, boxing's coming back in, in the limelight. I mean, you guys are way too young to remember, but I mean, way, way back, and even in the Hamilton Sports Hall of Fame, I mean, there's some great pugilists from the Hamilton area. Patsy Brandino was one uh, from the North End that was a, a great champion, and, uh, and and so many others, too, that uh, that have gone on and done quite well. In, in so many other areas of boxing. And if I start mentioning names, I, I know I'm going to uh, start mentioning, but Eddie Beatty was another one, a great boxer and a yeah. lightweight, of course, a Golden Gloves champion, and yeah. sparred with Muhammad Ali, among other people. Uh, so the history is here. It's, it's kind of nice to see it coming back this way. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, Hamilton is, uh, has always been a boxing city, I, I feel, but um, maybe, just like you said, the MMA brought some, some light away from it. But uh, now that we're letting people know that it's it's here and it's here to stay, I think that uh, people are really looking into it. And but it, they're two different sports, aren't they? Totally people, different you, sports. Don't, don't blur that line. Boxing and MMA are two different things. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Boxing is like the forefront of of of, of uh, combat sports. So we just want everyone to see that, and uh, hopefully they support it. How, Steve, let me ask you: How did you, you get into the game? Uh, I, I got into the game when I was uh, nine years old. Um, I don't know my dad, we just, I wanted to, you know, I, I played all different sports and then, uh, and dad wanted to get me into, uh, a competitive sport like, uh, karate or something. And he did a little bit of boxing when he was younger, so he took, took me down to, uh, Regency Boxing Club. It was located on, uh, Kenilworth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, right What did you think that first time you saw the ring? It's the first time you were in there? Uh. This is for it, me? Yeah. So the, yeah? The day I, when I walked over there, I was a big hockey player. And then as soon as I was, you know, in the car ride home, my dad goes, you know, so what do you think? I said, Dad, I want to quit. I want to quit hockey. I want to quit lacrosse. I, I found, you know, this is it. And he said, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, you know, you're eight years old. I said, no, I want to be, I want to be a champion. You know, Dad's thinking, wait a minute, the money, the equipment <laughs> I just bought for you, and you're going to be on me? Yeah, and then I was um, 11 years old, had my first fight, and... The rest is history. <laughs> what about you, Kevin? How'd you get in the game? Um, I was uh, 16 years old in uh, in high school, and actually, I was uh, I was diagnosed with type one diabetes, and um, I kind of was living a totally different different lifestyle. <laughs> so it kind of geared me into a more positive um, more positive lifestyle. And the second that I walked into the gym, I I just fell in love with it and started amateur boxing and. Just kept fighting, kept fighting, and I always knew that I wanted to be a professional. So that's kind of 
where we're where we're at now. Okay, but let's compare and contrast here. Okay, Steve. Steve was an athlete. He was playing lacrosse and hockey and doing other stuff like this. You you mentioned that you were doing other things with your life. Now you get thrust into this. You're basically your doctor is saying, okay, you know, you, you got to change yourself. You got to get into shape. You got to start looking after your body and stuff like this. This is a this is a different lifestyle altogether. The training regimen to be a boxer is pretty extreme, isn't it? Oh, completely. Like the uh, the nutrition side of it, like the diet, the the lifestyle itself, like. It's completely different than what other people are, the way they're living their lives. And uh, it kind of helped. Like, I had a good, I had a good, um, a good family to look up to. Like, my dad's really into sports, and all my brothers and sisters were into sports. And my brother was actually a professional fighter as well. So I had a lot of, uh, a lot of good things to look up to. And, uh, it kind of steered me in the right way. So when you begin a process like this, how, how, how do you start at day one? Obviously, I mean, guys like you and, and, and Steve get into the gym and you start looking like this. Are, are there mentors? Are there people that you look up to, people that, that, that kind of take you under their wing and show you the, the sport? Yeah, there definitely is. There's Like there was guys in the amateurs. I remember going to amateur tournaments and seeing the guys and I'm like, Jesus, like these, these guys are good, you know? Like it, I keep going. I can I can get to this point. And like I said, my brother, I always looked up to my brother and uh, – We've got a lot of champions at our gym, so we kind of just feed off of each other, which is very positive. I, I, let's uh, talk a little bit, Steve, if we can, about uh, what's going to be happening here. I want to talk about the fight card and what's going to be happening, because first of all, somebody's going after your, your crown, and that's that's going to be part of this. But the other part of this is is Have a Heart Cayman Islands, uh, which is uh, a, a rather unique uh, charity and something that's very special. First of all, how did you become aware of it? Uh, I became aware of it in January of this year. I went down to, uh, they, was, they were having uh, Rumble on the Island. It was an amateur boxing card down in uh, Cayman Islands, and uh, they were bringing in Manny Pacquiao. And, and heard so of him? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people have heard of him, and, you know, so they invited us down, and they toured me into, you know, they took me to, to the uh, the hospital and, you know, got pictures with, with all the, um, you know, the, the patients, the, the young kids, Um you know, with my belt and stuff like that, and I don't know. As as I was walking out, I I said to to uh, Dan, I said, "Man, we gotta, I gotta get involved." You know, I, you know, we were there for two hours, probably, you know, took two hundred photos with you know a bunch of kids that you know are uh, going through. You know, you know, they're, they're the true champions. They're the ones you know that are, you know, the day before they're you know having her surgery that could you know might end their life and. And stuff like that, and you know, and they're, they're smiling and stuff like that. So then we, uh, I don't know, when I got home, we we got a call back. Actually, no, the night of the fight, I think I was I was announced as the um, before I even knew it, I was announced as the um, the host city Cayman Islands uh, sports ambassador. So, I, I've not the first time I've heard a story like this though. When you do something like this, and you know, they say, "Oh, by the way, you're going to go visit a kid's hospital," mm-hmm. and and I know you do this out of the goodness of your heart because you're you're a caring yep. guy and everything, but it touches you in a way that you probably didn't even expect to be touched, did it? When yeah, you start oh, seeing these kids and talking with them, yeah, definitely. I mean, I couldn't really speak with them much because they, um, yeah, different they, language, different, obviously, different lang- different language, but just just from their eyes and and stuff like that, you know, holding hold, holding the belt and and smiling and. And stuff like that, you know, it was it was a good time. And you see these kids, and and look at the challenges that they're facing in, in mm-hmm. their young lives. And, yeah. and and I guess what you do, like so many other athletes I've talked to in a situation like this, Steve, is you look at your life, and and you know you've you've had a pretty good ride here. You know, you yeah. have a great family life, and you, you know things are going well for you here. 
and you see these kids, and you look at the hand that they've been dealt, and you figure, I, you're not the first guy, and probably won't be the last that walks out there who says, i got to give something back. i got to help these guys. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And then, like I said, you know, on, on our you know, ride home on the plane, you know, I was talking with Dan about it. We, we were happy. And then uh, Dan's like, well, we're doing this show in uh, in July. Ju- at the time, we didn't know if it was going to be June or July. Yeah. And he said, let's... Um, you know, let's 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 do a fundraiser because for, uh, for for the uh, have a heart, and because uh, the one in October was for uh, uh, sick kids with cancer, and also now this one we're doing for uh, for have a heart. We always talk about healthcare and some of the concerns, and and you know we're so blessed here in, in Canada, uh, and even especially here in this area here because of the excellence of cardiac care and things of this nature. But uh, Dan, you you travel all over the place, of course, uh, promoting in, in different locales, obviously in different parts of the world. Uh, it's a much different story in other parts of the world, isn't it? Yeah, you we, see... We kind of like, take it for granted here. Yeah, we take it for granted. I mean, you know, in Canada, we have free health care. Um, we're, we're, our standard of living is a lot higher than the majority of these places that uh, these kids in these hospitals operate out of. So I thought that it was key, and Stephen as well, that to, to bring awareness to this to this cause. Um, it wasn't so much the money or the monetary value. It was more intrinsic value of letting people know that th- this occurs and there's kids out there. I mean, it's not a local charity. We did a local charity last uh, show, Camp Trillium. Mm-hmm. And uh, now that Stephen was a sports ambassador, some of... Uh, some of the things that Stephen wants to do is is get back to that hospital, and uh, for us to bring this awareness to them is is perfect, and it's exactly what they wanted. But you know something, you, you say it's not a whole lot of money, but it is to them. Oh, it is. It is. I I know. I just um sometimes it's not just monetary, right? It's more of just bringing that awareness and letting people know that there are kids out there that you know at ten dollars to us, twenty dollars to us, everyone throws in. It's a small part, but it's a big part for them. Because when you start talking to some of the people that are administering these these facilities in places like the Cayman Islands, and uh, you know, people maybe go down there. I'm sure a lot of our listeners right now said, "Well, yeah, I holidayed there a few years ago. What a lovely place!" But for the people that are living down there, it's a different lifestyle. Uh, not everybody can afford to live on those resorts that they stayed at when they were down there. And 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 when somebody is faced with a family situation like this, where there's cardiac surgery for a little five or six year old or somebody like that. Uh, let's face it. I mean, it costs a lot of money. It pays the doctors cost money, the equipment costs money. Uh, any help that they can get has got to be extremely beneficial to them. Oh, a hundred percent. I think the average uh, heart surgery is twenty-five to thirty thousand dollars U.S. Um, so for them to raise that type of money for for kids that are in need is is a big is a big feat. So, like you said, any any money that we can bring in is is greatly appreciated, and especially bringing the awareness to the cause, and that that's the key. That's that's one of the great things about about being an athlete, though, isn't it, Kevin? You expose yourself to different things that are going on in the world, and 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 you've got that power. I mean, you're a celebrity. I mean, to to be able to to, to uh, first of all make people aware of things like this, and 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 to and to shine the light on on other areas like this to say, hey, even, I'll do my part, but you guys are going to do your part too. Oh, for sure, because it's really people they look up to you now, and as much as we might. We're just uh, small time right now. We're not. We're not there yet. But people, people look up to us, especially they're starting to in this city. So, what we do and the things that we support, people really they get attracted to that. So it, it helps. It's it's kind of cool though, really, isn't it? Uh, when, when you're in a situation like this, Steve, uh, you know, go back to that first day when you were in the gym and and you know, kind of looking around and seeing the folks that were there and the guys that were in the ring at that time. Now you're that guy, and and there are people that are just coming into the gym for the first time, looking and said, hey. I want to be like Steve. That, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I forget the name. Uh, I think at the time when I first walked in the gym, it, there was a, 
you probably heard heard of her. She, uh, Jessica Ricosi. Oh yeah. Um, you know she was big in great in the, boxer in the female female. But the day I was there, she was uh, she w- I think it was her second last or something like that uh, workout before she was heading off to uh, to Las Vegas and and stuff like that. You know, and now now I go to gyms and or when I go to my gym, you know what I mean. There's there's kids that are you know looking up to me, Kevin, and you know we want to be a good good role model for them in the ring, outside the ring, and. That's pretty funny. Like we've, you walk in and you've seen people sparring, and you're looking up to those people, and then they're coming up to you after your fights and man, great fight. And you're like, yeah. "Geez, like I, I used to look up to you." So it's it's kind of a cool little thing to see. Well, there's there's a there's a kind of a community though, really. When you look at it, isn't there, Dan? Where people that have come up through the ranks and 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 they're looking at guys like like our fr- our two friends here, like Kevin and Steve. And saying, "Hey, you know, I was there five years ago, and look, and and they've attained certain status in in whatever you know weight class that they're in right now." But it's it's always kind of neat when you look around and you see them sticking around afterwards to say, "Hey, I want to see how this guy handles himself," and and you know maybe the odd pointer or something like this. But they they have that much faith and I guess that much belief in the sport. Yeah, no, no, it's amazing, and and I'm really proud of the <laughs> boxers, right? I'm proud of. Uh, you know, I, I see people looking up to them, and I see what they're doing inside and outside the ring, and it's great when athletes use their power not not just to, to benefit them in the ring, to benefit uh, the community and to others outside the ring. So so it makes me very, very proud to be involved. There's been a great history, of course, uh, with uh, this sport in particular, uh, with some of the greats that have, have passed that knowledge down to others. I, I still remember Dan Sherry fighting here years ago uh, here in Hamilton and, and, and Sugar Ray Leonard popping in one night. I guess he actually did some work with him and helped him with some of the training exercises. Uh, it's one of the things I guess both you guys have probably seen in your experience as fighters right now is is the guys like you and guys that have maybe been in the business a few years more than you giving back and trying to pass that knowledge and that expertise on to the, 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 the people that are coming up. Mm-hmm. Well, we're very, we're pretty lucky too with the gym that we have and all the fighters that we have. Like we're we're a pretty tight knit gym, which is it's really nice to see because you go to some other gyms and everyone go along, they do their own thing, but we all help each other and we've all been there for each other. Been there when people win and we've been there when people when we lose, and you know, and uh, it's it's just like life. You just bounce back and everyone's there to help each other. So it's we got a good support system. Let's let's get into some of the logistics here for folks that may want to be interested in this, Steve. What's a, what's a, t- a training day like for you? What time does it start? Uh, usually, uh, about uh, for myself because I'm fortunate enough to to be able to do this full time, so I don't gotta you know work a nine to five job or whatever. So I get to you know sleep in a little bit. So usually around. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't um, tell that on air. He's getting softer. <laughs> <man. laughs> no, uh, eight eight o'clock. I'll do my um, I'll do my you know, run, whether it's hills, you know, uh, sprints or just a long distance. And then, you know, around uh, 12 o'clock, I'll do my, I'll do my, um, my strength. I'm sorry, about one o'clock, I'll do my strength conditioning. And then again, at six o'clock, I'll do my, uh, my boxing workout. That's usually about six days a week. What about your situation? Do you have to work too? I mean, that's got to be tough if you're mixing other things in your life along with this. Yeah, it's definitely tough. Uh, when I got into boxing, I, I had a full-time job, like even back in the amateurs, and uh, I've always held a full-time job while I've boxed, so uh, it's been tough, but, you know, you get in what you put out, and there's days that I just want to go home, and I'd love to just crack open a beer or eat a piece, <laughs> eat a piece of pizza, you know, but it's... Uh, no, that's not it. You go to the gym and you get the work in, and it shows because I got a really good work ethic, and uh, 
That's that's kind of how we beat guys. Well, I saw that just as you guys, before you came in the studio here, went around the corner to the ready room here next door to us here, and I saw a plate with pizza on it, and I said, well, that's got to be Dan's. Yeah, 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 yeah. The guys <laughs> were you, mad at me. They weren't, you guys they weren't happy. You're not allowed, all right? <laughs> no, no. Not touching that sort of stuff. Uh, uh, but, but it's got to be very, very difficult for this sort of thing, too. Now, do you ramp it up when, when a fight is imminent? Like, you guys, you're fighting in just a couple of days right now. Do you, So is, is it more intense workout then than, than it would ordinarily be on a daily basis? Uh, no. Like, like, I always say the, the, the week the week before you know the work's done you know it's it's six seven weeks before you know that's the hard you know this is the the last little you know the last little work you know cut cut you know cut and weight and you know and and then uh the hard work's over now it's just cutting weight and training and your brain now yeah getting your head ready it, that's it's between the years at this that's stage it. now yeah. it's the mental stage right if you don't have if you're not in shape or you're not strong you ain't you ain't gonna get it this week so <laughs> Yeah, you're not going to get in any better shape, just like Steve said. So, do you know anything about the opponent? I mean, uh, the guy you're fighting is 13 and five right now from Mexico. It sounds like he's 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 got something to give you. Yeah, yeah. No, I I know my opponent. Um, I know my opponent well. Actually, it's it's a uh, long story short, but we went down to Mexico um, in December, and uh, you know um, we we had a very bad decision. Um, but now we're, we're you know he's he's coming down to. Uh, Coming down the Hamilton, we're putting our belt on the line, and we're gonna we're gonna set the you know set the story straight this time. Yeah, it's a, it's actually a rematch. Time for a little retribution here. Yeah, isn't exactly. It? It's exactly what it is. And same with uh, Kevin Higson here when we had our show October. Um, this is a, a rematch. We've called it Redemption, where you know Kevin felt a little bit off last time. Um, no excuses, but uh, he's here to prove uh, what should have happened last time will happen this time. No, it's kind of cool to have you guys here, you know, in the hometown doing this whole thing. Uh, where it's going to be at the convention center, right? Yep. Now yep. the, the weigh-ins this Friday, though, isn't it? Yeah, so we got the weigh-ins at Boston Pizza on Upper James, fifteen thirty-five Upper James. Uh, it's going to start at six p.m. on the Friday, June second. That's the official WBA weigh-ins, and then the show's uh, June third at the Hamilton Convention Center. Uh, doors open at five for dinner guests and for general admin. The doors open at seven thirty. And it uh, looks like it's going to be a sold-out show. Last year we had 1,300 people. This year we're expecting 1,500. So uh, the city's really come out to support the boxers, the cause, and uh, the event. Well, and, and don't forget that, like we say, part of the proceeds, uh, especially from the purses, are going to go to the Have a Heart Cayman Islands Fund for heart surgeries for little kids down in the Cayman Islands. Uh, will they be able to make donations even if they for the purse here if they yeah, don't so do it on site? Yeah, exactly. So you can go right. online to haveaheart.com uh, have and uh, you can donate uh, directly or you can go to www.3lionspromotion.com, all spelled out, the number three, T-H-R-E-E, lionspromotions.com, and you can uh, just donate if you don't want to come to the show and you just want to support the cause. Great stuff. Dan, thanks so much for coming in. And, uh, and Kev and Steve, good luck with this. Uh, not Thank just you. with this fight coming up, but with your careers as well. Great seeing you guys here. Thank Thanks you. for having us. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.